Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Ah, yes, we meet again. Thank you for joining with me. Oh my goodness, what an intense time. What a time of awakening. Aren't we glad to be alive at this time? Wouldn't have missed this for the world. This is the time that we have been waiting for. And time is a topic today. It's been coming up a lot, the fear of not enough time. So let's dig into it and see what we get. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and let us be wholehearted. Let us recognize the infinite love, the pure peace and joy, the wisdom, the clarity, the all good of God that is always available to us. We are willing to allow ourselves to remember and recognize the fullness of love is ours now and forever. We are grateful and thankful to give up foolish pursuits. We are grateful and thankful to give up false beliefs and anything that could stand in the way of our remembering our true nature and true identity. We are grateful to allow ourselves to fully accept what is real. So we join together for this holy purpose of our healing. Healing is the choice that we are making. We are grateful to take this breath, to be grateful, and we are grateful to share the benefits of our healing and expansion with all our brothers and sisters because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Eternally, yes, 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 yes. How wonderful it is to join together. Okay, so let's look at the fear of not enough time. One of the things that Jesus tells us in the text is that we are eternal beings, that we are infinite, that uh, our mind is designed to do, realize that time and space are an illusion. So let's be willing to realize that. Early on in the text, chapter 2, section 5a, paragraph 17, he says, The injunction, be of one mind, is the statement for revelation readiness. And in this section, he tells us that revelations, revelations of truth. I was writing about this in my Sunday blog, my Sunday shot of spiritual espresso, that uh, Ernest Holmes taught us so beautifully. It just, ah, it just been so helpful to me to remember this. In the Science of Mind textbook, He says, healing does not take time. The only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization. And a realization and a revelation are really the same things. So Jesus is telling us here, be of one mind is the statement for revelation readiness. Prepare ourselves for revelations of truth, realizations of truth. So if we think of it this way, I find this very helpful. We've been given it all. Jesus actually says in the Course, ask and it is given because it's already been given. Seek first the kingdom which is within and everything will be added unto you because it's already been given to you. If we're seeking outside of ourselves, we're not looking where we can find it. So we have to look within. That's where the realizations happen. That's where the revelations of truth happened. That's what miracle-mindedness is. So when 
we are willing to recognize that it's already been given to us. All wisdom, all insight, all clarity. And we have literally put into our awareness veils that are the blocks to love. We've turned away from the insight we now seek. In the past, we turned away from it. We put up blocks to love. Love is our true nature. Love is our identity. So we put up blocks in our awareness. I mean, how can we be willing to recognize and value the unity of all life when we're thinking that other people are bad and wrong and should be punished? Because if we're thinking they're bad and wrong and should be punished, of course we're thinking that we're bad and wrong and should be punished because there's only one. What we do to someone else we do to ourselves because we are one. So we we have many veils in our awareness, in our mind, that block the realizations of truth. So we can be revelation ready. We can be realization ready. We can value the oneness of all life. And it begins with just our willingness, truly. And this is how we undo this fear of time. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, Jesus says here, my request, do this in remembrance of me, is the appeal for cooperation from miracle workers. The two statements, be of one mind and do this in remembrance of me, the two statements are not in the same order of reality. Only the latter, do this in remembrance of me, involves an awareness of time, since to remember is to recall the past in the present. Now here he says, time is under my direction, but timelessness belongs to God. In time we exist for and with each other. In timelessness, we coexist with God. You can do much on behalf of your own healing and that of others if, in a situation for calling for help, you think of it this way. And here is what I call the purpose prayer. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So that's what we're making time for, being truly helpful. And this is how we learn to transcend time and space. And I can think of a time, I probably talked about this in the podcast more than once. One time I was talking on the phone with someone who was very upset. They called me for prayer. They called me for support. And I was, when they called, I was getting ready to leave the house for a meeting that I didn't wish to be late to or to cancel. But I did wish to be truly helpful with this person who called for my support. And, you know, sometimes it's it's really best to help someone in a particular time and sometimes it's best for them to have to sit with it for a while and I've learned to tell the difference because I'm interested in being truly helpful so sometimes I can be most helpful by be delaying the conversation and spirit knows when that is I don't know but I can discover it if I'm willing so in this moment, I knew the thing was to talk to this person at this time. So I sped, said to Spirit, 
I'd like to be truly helpful with this person. I'm happy to talk with them. However, I don't see how I have time to talk with them and get ready to leave the house and make my appointment on time. I said, so you're going to have to figure out, Spirit, how to do this in time because I don't know how to do it, but I'm totally willing. And as I spoke with the person, I watched the clock. The clock basically slowed down so that a half an hour of conversation or whatever it was, it was subs- it was substantial, took only 10 minutes. But we definitely talked for more than 10 minutes, at least twice that. And I was watching the clock and seeing how very slow it was going. But we were not talking slowly. So that taught me. That helped me. If we're willing to learn and know the truth, it will be revealed to us. We will have revelations and realizations. And that is what we can ask for and call forth. However, many times we are not willing to employ the means necessary to have the realizations to have the revelations. We are not revelation ready. We are not realization ready. We are in resistance. What are we resisting? We're only resisting love. Love is all there is. So nothing else to resist, just love. And in our experience of that resistance... It will dissipate if we're willing to invoke spirit to dissolve it and resolve it permanently back to the root cause. We resist giving up our beliefs. We resist giving up the meaning we've made of things. That's why in the Course... The quote I love so much, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. That's from chapter 16, section 4, paragraph 6. So since Jesus tells us that time is under his direction, Why not go to Jesus with help about time and the fear of not enough time? So I, it's funny, my prayer partner was reminding me of this the other day, that when we were in ministerial school, I kept talking about how I felt like I was running in front of a train of 10,000 things to do and that the train was going to run me over. As I was working full-time, going to school full-time, it was a lot. And, of course, needing time for spiritual practice, etc. So in that experience, uh, I kept saying, there's not enough time, there's not enough time, I'm out of time, I need more time. I was making all these affirmations and feeling more and more anxious. Finally... In meditation one day, it came to me because I was praying to have realizations of truth, to remember the truth, to be ready for (laughs) realizations and revelations. And so it came one day. How can I not have enough time If I'm eternal. How can that even be? It doesn't make sense. Either I know that I'm eternal. Or I don't. Maybe I'm just in that place of believing I'm eternal. But I don't know it yet. So I think it's probably true. I'm willing to invest that it's probably true. But I don't know it yet. 
So I became willing to know I'm eternal, to know I am infinitely one with everyone and all life and God, inextricable. This one life, eternal, infinite, unbounded, unprecedented. That was my desire to know. And so that day, when it came clear to me, how can you not have enough time if you're eternal? It doesn't make any sense. And I realized then, I do know I'm eternal. I do know I am infinite love. I do know God is real. I know that, and therefore I do know that time is a construct that has no reality except what I give it. And so I am eternal. I do not live in an experience where there's not enough time. That cannot be. This need not be. This fear of not enough time. It is a made-up fear. And what what is the purpose of it? What is the purpose of it? I, I, I'm always asking, what is the purpose of this? What is the meaning? What is the interpretation? What is the purpose? So the purpose is to consistently deliver the message to us that we are failing and that our success depends upon doing things in time and space because we are human doings. And that is what our life is for. It's for doing, doing, doing. And the things of this world are what matter the most. That is the ego message that keeps us bound fearfully in time and space. So I just finished doing the Stop Playing Small Retreat, which is so good. Oh my gosh, I love doing those retreats. Even online, we are just, we love it. It's so good, it's so rich and full. So um, please come the next time we do one. Oh, my goodness. And uh, this year, I'd like to do one in person, too. We'll see. I'm ambitious. (laughs) I work for God, so I'm ambitious. (laughs) Total healing. All beings. This is my ambition. So um, we were talking about uh, someone in the group shared that in a... Uh, a meeting with them, I we had talked about their to-do list, and I had suggested to get rid of the to-do list and make a to-be list instead. I've witnessed many people experiencing the tyranny of the to-do list. And I said, I, I sometimes make a to-do list, I make a to-do list of the things I really do not wish to forget to do that day, but I might because they're not that interesting to me and I need to remember to do them. So it's not in my schedule. It's not an appointment. It's not a meeting. So I I fit it in somewhere and uh, I, I never get everything done in a day. Nobody does. Nobody does. But people will often feel bad at the end of the day because they didn't get everything done on their to-do list. Or they drive themselves with the fear of not getting everything done on their to-do list and make their days unpleasant and unhappy. So we're, we're, we're discovering here how we can release this attachment to thinking we're time-bound when we're not. And the antidote for me truly is I'm eternal, so I cannot possibly be bound in time and space. It's just a false belief, and I won't have it. And it was amazing to me how quickly I undid that fear of not enough time. 
And because I wasn't operating from the fear of not enough time every day, all day long, I, I was much more productive. I was happier, more relaxed, more productive. And that's the thing my prayer partner brought up the other day. Remember back in ministerial school when there was the train of 10,000 things? I was like, oh my God, yes. I do remember that. That was so unpleasant. And it was it was ruining my experience of ministerial school. So, we can change our mind. We can be willing to change our mind. So let's talk about perception and knowledge. This This is very, very helpful to me, is to distinguish between what is it I know, like I know I'm eternal, and what is it I perceive? I perceive there's not enough time. So, and remember, perception is projection. So this is early on in the text. This is chapter 3, section 3, perception versus knowledge. Jesus says, we've been emphasizing perception and have said very little about knowledge as of yet. This is because perception must be straightened out before you can know anything. To know is to be certain. Uncertainty means that you do not know. Knowledge is power because it is certain, and certainty is strength. Perception is temporary. Okay? So, perception is temporary. Temporary. Temporal. Time-bound. Knowledge is the truth. It's not influenced by perception. One of the things that I've said repeatedly in this podcast that has been so helpful to me is that if I'm trying to understand things, I'm operating from the ego. I can throw my mind wide open, like throwing open the doors of perception, and to look into what's true and say to spirit, I would like to know what's true here. What is the truth? I'd like to know the truth. And this is so different from believing because we don't believe the truth. We know the truth. Knowing is what Jesus is talking about here. Knowing is restoring our mind to right-mindedness. Believing, hoping, trying to understand, these are essentially ego-based activities. So we do not wish to put the ego in charge of our spiritual practice. We've all seen how that can go. How that goes is a lifetime of reading books but not understanding, seeking but not finding. That's not what we're interested in here. So Jesus says, again, we're paragraph 1, chapter 3, section 3, as an attribute of the belief in space and time, it is subject to either fear or love. Perception is subject to either fear or love. Misperceptions produce fear, and true perceptions foster love. But neither brings certainty, because all perception varies. That's why it is not knowledge. True perception is the basis for knowledge, but knowing is the affirmation of truth and beyond all perceptions. Let's go for that. Let's not settle for anything less. Let us go for true knowledge. Yes, yes, yes. And in our going for it, in our reaching for it, we are transcending time and space, and we are being truly helpful. And remember, too, that when we get caught in time and space and we feel lost, to call upon Jesus, because this is the, the beautiful thing that he said to us in the Course, 
When I said I am all with you always, I meant it literally. I am not absent to anyone in any situation. Because I am always with you, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Because we're united. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am is the way, the truth, and the life. I am that I am. This is what that means. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's so yummy. Just fantastically yummy. And I'm so happy to share it with you. Yes, yes, yes. We're coming up on 500 episodes. Good Lord. Never even thought about how long this would last when I started. But I'm just so grateful. So grateful that we are connected, transcending time and space. Yes, we are. (laughs) Forever! I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk. We're living the love just (laughs) because. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. Thanks for coming back. So exciting. (laughs) And I do have something exciting for you. So you may know that I have a program I call My Sacred Circle. And I've been doing this for seven years. I'm not sure how long I've been doing it. And we meet four times a month, almost once a week. So probably 48 times a year for an hour. And it's a spiritual counseling call. So for those who would like to be able to ask me questions and get their specific, unique answers about their specific, unique personal situations without booking a counseling session, this is the way to do it. So uh, my sacred circle is open to anyone, and we just raised the price to $55 a month. So you get four calls, basically $11 a call. We record them. If you can't join me live, you can email me a question and I'll answer it and you'll have your answer in the recording. And people really do love it. Uh, I certainly love it. It's a wonderful community of very supportive, like-minded souls. And basically, it's just that Q&A. And people come, even though they don't have questions, they find that any questions they might have had just naturally get answered by the questions that others are asking. And of course, you get all the recordings, so you can really uh, have it as a library, and it's all contained in the member site. And we're looking at putting it into a podcast for our podcast people. So uh, so it's a subscription. It's $55 a month. We just raised the rate. I hadn't raised it in quite a while, a uh, couple of years probably. But shh, don't tell anyone. For you, because you listen to my podcast, I decided to give you a special discount, which uh, is a substantial discount. So it's $33 a month. You have to use this code when you sign up. And the code is 33SC, 33SC. And then you'll get it uh, on subscription for $33 a month. And then come and join. Uh, mostly we do our live Q&A at the same time each week. But sometimes my travel schedule, teaching schedule requires me to change it up a bit. I try to do it at a time when almost everybody around the world could come live if they're available. So the Australians, the Europeans, uh, you know, all over the world. It's impossible to find one time zone that works for everybody, but we do our best. 
So I wanted you to know about that. And then the other thing is that my depression demolition program, running it for the very first time, very excited about this, is uh, it's filling up. So we start May 16th. And it's really for anybody who is suffering with emotional duress. So it is mostly focused towards people who are experiencing depression, but it can also be for people who have anxiety and um, anger that's really basically making them miserable. And it is a very comprehensive program. We're going to look at all, all levels. So we're going to work on a physical level, an emotional level, a spiritual level, a mental level. And what I'm doing in this program is this. Since I started doing Finding Freedom in 2008, Masterful Living, my year-long course in 2009, and by the way, Finding Freedom from Fear, my spiritual boot camp class, we're uh, starting another one, end of May, early June, so there is that as well. The Depression Demolition is taking the components from Finding Freedom from Masterful Living, adding some more that I know are the key components to supporting people in being able to quickly undo decades of depression, suicidal thoughts and feelings, anger, resentment, blame, and these kinds of intense, anxious, fearful, angry, upsetting emotional experiences. Obviously, I can only heal one person, and that is myself. However, I can share with you the healing tools that have worked for countless other people in my programs, many, many, many people. We have extraordinary testimonials from people who have suffered with decades of depression and anger, and myself, I was extremely angry, and uh, I had no patience. So <laughs> now people say, oh, you're so patient. I'm like, I have learned. It is a skill. It is a tool. And I have learned it. And that's very much related to the fear of not having enough time, being able to have the time to be patient. It's interesting how it's related. So... Just letting you know about these programs coming up. We moved the parenting programs back to the end of June. So we're going to do, it looks like, 12 weeks of parenting classes, spiritual parenting classes. So we have lots of things coming up. I also am going to do my uh, end self-sabotage program Uh uh, stretching it out over six weeks. Instead, of I've been doing it for six days for a few years now. We're going to do it over six weeks so people can just gently do it very easily. So we're up to a lot of good things at the Power of Love Ministry. And if you would like to check out our events, do this. You can text the word events to the number 53557. Text the word events to the number 53557. And if you would like to subscribe to my daily shot of spiritual espresso, uh, or just get it a couple of times a week, however you like it, you can text PRAYER to 53557. Text PRAYER to 53557. Okay, those are my announcements. I wanted to, I forgot last week to give you the discount on Sacred Circle, and I was like, oh no, I totally forgot. I, I just get wrapped up in in the course. So here we go. Talking about time, the fear of not having enough time, realizing that what Jesus is telling us here about knowledge versus perception, perception versus knowledge, that perception is something that happens in time and space, and we can easily not perceive correctly. Knowledge is beyond time and space. Knowledge, the knowing of things, is really key. One of the things, if you've been listening for a while, you might have heard me say is that if I know something, I'm going to say I know it. 
if I believe something, which means I don't know it, but I think it's true, but I don't have that ka-ching feeling of knowing, like with my whole beingness, I know this is true, then I'll, I'll admit I believe it. I'm not sure. And I feel that that's valuable. It's important for me to be honest because there are eternal spiritual truths that I haven't clicked into yet. And I, I'm not going to pretend that I know something that I don't know. One of the greatest healing experiences I've ever had in my life was when I had the humility to be able to see, aha, I have been teaching these spiritual truths as though I knew them, but I didn't know them. I only believed them. And if I knew them, I would live them. If I knew all is one, I would stop complaining entirely. If I knew the power of my word, I would stop complaining entirely. If I knew that love is what I was, I would feel good about myself all the time. This is the truth. So let me... Value the truth more than anything else because the truth is my liberation from misperception, from pain and suffering, from feeling not good about myself and not good about others. I'm tired of misperceiving. So let me value the truth and only the truth. Let me discard the opinions and the judgments. Let me weed my garden so the flowers can grow in my awareness. So that has been my path. So having the humility to say, okay, it's true. I, I mean, I really did just start saying to everyone, I've realized I've been teaching this, but I didn't know it. I wasn't living it. I was teaching it. I was talking about it. I believed it to be true, but I didn't live as though I knew it to be true. I didn't live as though I actually believed it. Because I was still giving myself permission to put forth falsehoods. Like, there's something wrong with me. I was still energizing that thought. That there's something wrong with me. That I'm bad. That I'm not good enough. So I must be believing it. And then I don't know the truth. But I had been teaching and speaking as though I knew the truth. But I wasn't living it. I know I'm saying the same thing over and over again. But it, 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 saying it in slightly different ways. Because sometimes Spirit directs me to do that. Because sometimes we it kind of settles on us. And the truth is such a liberator. When we have realizations of truth... That, that awakening, that revelation of truth, it acts like a, um, a wave of sound that, I'm waiting for spirit to tell me how to say this, that requalifies everything, that restores us and renews us. You know, we go to the spa to get renewal and restoration. For me, truth is the thing that restores me. Not that I, mama loves to go to the spa, believe me. And I was thinking about that this morning, like, oh, I'd like to go to a spa. Whew, can't wait for that. Return to the spa. Um, oh, quick announcement. I am, uh, I came to me very strong last week. <clears throat> to do um, a couple of years ago, I had done a retreat on healing sexual abuse, and I'm going to do some online programs on healing trauma and sexual abuse. 
And uh, I think I'm going to do an in-person retreat about that. And I'm going to do an in-person Stop Playing Small. I'm looking at August. Uh, I'm hoping by then we can get together in small groups and do some deep work. So that's what Spirit's directing me to, because believe me, I'm so happy staying home. But it's nothing I love more than working with a group of people who are really willing to have a profound, life-changing healing. All right, so going back to time as a healer, In the beginning, the very first chapter and the very first section are the miracle principles. And at the end of the miracle principles, number 47, Jesus says to us, the miracle is a learning device that lessens the need for time. It establishes an out-of-pattern time interval, not under the usual laws of time. In this sense, it is timeless. And then 48, he says, The miracle is the only device at your immediate disposal for controlling time. Only revelation transcends it, having nothing to do with time at all. So, A miracle, as defined by A Course in Miracles, is when we let go of the ego belief and we grab a hold of the eternal truth. This is my way of saying it. But it's when we let go of our ego attachment, that belief, that thought, that is an ego-based thought. It's not true. It's completely false. We are willingly letting go of it, realizing, eh, I don't need that thought anymore. It's not true. It doesn't help me. That is the miracle. When we're willing to then, because we're letting go of the block to love, that ego thought is the block to love. We're letting go of that. Now, the truth is right there. It's been there all along. It's one of the reasons we love that Wizard of Oz story so much is that at at the, the end of the story, Dorothy realizes, oh, I, 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 I had this all along. I had the power to go home all along. I had the, the knowledge all along. It was always there. And then she returns home to her loved ones. Why did she leave home? Because she was judging them, that they didn't understand her, they didn't get her, they didn't love her. She, so she went on that journey to go home. So now she comes back to the same people and the same place, but she sees them correctly. This is the journey of the prodigal son. This is the journey that we're all on. So the miracle is a learning device that lessens the need for time. Our experience in time and space is about revelations, realizations, and remembrance of truth. Remember how in the beginning of this episode I was saying that uh, Jesus told us that the remembrance is something that happens in time. We forget in time, we remember in time, but we don't need time. The miracle is the only device at your immediate disposal for controlling time. Only revelation transcends it, having nothing to do with time at all. So we can ask for and receive revelations of truth, and that saves time. Being miracle-minded saves time. We are acting out a script which is written by us with the Holy Spirit, with the highest intelligence, in order to bring our mind correct. If we choose fear, we are going to be opening up avenues in the script that will help us remember the truth. 
If we willingly, gratefully remember the truth now, if we open him to spirit and we say, I'd like revelations of truth, I'm going to value that which is truly valuable. This is what he talks about in the development of trust section in the manual for teachers, the characteristics of God's teachers, trust is number one. And we go through an experience in time of space developing trust because we must realize that which is valuable and that which is not because we've spent so much of our energy in the past valuing that which is not valuable, like our attack thoughts and needing to be right when we're not right. (laughs) If we were right, we would be at peace. Oh my goodness. So this is the journey that we're on in time and space. But every time we open ourselves to realizations of truth, the remembrance of truth, valuing the truth, revelations, It's revealed to us in our mind because we are no longer valuing the block to love. So letting go of the block to love, the truth is revealed because we're willing to see it now. So this is why love is the liberator, love is the healer, because it is our true identity. And when we're choosing love, the truth is, is revealed. This is how we move out of wasting time. And instead, we're saving time. This is one of the key principles of A Course in Miracles is that we can save time by valuing the truth. So if we don't think we have enough time, we are not in our right mind. We are being driven by the ego, and that sense of fear, that sense of upset, I don't have enough time, there's not enough time. It's because I'm believing I am a body, that I am stuck in time and space, and the time has more power than I do. But Mother, Father, God, that is not true. Nothing has more power, because only love has the power. Love is what we are. So if we're thinking time has power over us, we are not aware of our true identity. And instead of trying to figure it out in time and space to save time, save time by, oh, I'll do the dishes later. Oh, I'll save time. Eh, I'll put that errand off to the weekend. That doesn't save time. That doesn't save time. That's an illusion. What saves time is the willingness to wake up the willingness to remember the truth, the willingness to love, the willingness to be patient. One of the things I realized many years ago was that I was ruining my life with my impatience. I was irritable all the time. And I definitely was afraid of not having enough time. And I wasn't on a spiritual journey consciously yet. But what I saw was I could develop patience. My mother had said to me, quoting St. Augustine, the reward of patience is patience. And I felt the wisdom in that. And I decided to cultivate patience. So every day gave me opportunities (laughs) to cultivate patience. So I started to learn that when I would be feeling this energy of "Ah," irritation, frustration, take a deep breath, take another deep breath, be grateful that I realized I can shift this energy. I have that power within me. so good to realize that. It is one of the reasons why I made the A Course in Miracles app. So it's A Course in Miracles complete with deluxe features. It's totally free. 
and it's available for basically all devices. It's not perfect, but still, we've spent a lot of money on it and would love you to enjoy it. You can use it to set reminders to be patient. You could set reminders to remember love has no holds no grievances. To remember, you can set a reminder to go off every hour or every 10 minutes, however often you would like, that says, I am here only to be truly helpful. Whatever you'd like to remember. And depending on what lesson you're doing, if you're doing the lessons, you can set reminders to help you with those lessons. It's beautiful. So there you go. (laughs) Revelations of truth help us remember the truth. (laughs) They work together. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that we have the power within us. It is not outside of us. That is such a blessing that we do not have to look outside us. One more minute. Jesus tells us that patience produces immediate effects. That transcends time and space. Patience is a loving choice. Love produces immediate effects. So, let's choose patience. Let's choose love. This is our divine opportunity. And in this moment, I am also choosing gratitude because gratitude lifts our vibration up so we can see and hear and know and feel so much clear, more clearly. And I am grateful for you. And I am grateful for all the listeners. I am grateful for all the people who contribute, make a donation to make it possible for us to produce this podcast and to do all the things we do at the Power of Love Ministry. And so grateful that we can offer all these free things like the app and the free classes and the podcast and all the free workshops and different things that are available at livingacourseofmiracles.com and jenniferhadley.com. We are grateful. So thank you. If you'd like to join us in making, by making a donation, you can go to acimtexts.com, acimtexts.com, and set up a monthly contribution. Or you can just go to jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. We are grateful and blessed that we are not time-bound, we are eternal, and we share these benefits with all. We say, and so it is, amen, 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 I love you. Mwah.